Welcome to the December Investor Update. I'm Beth Eggleston, Client Services Associate at Nutmeg, and I'm joined today by Chief Investment Officer, James McManus. Hi, James. Hi, Beth. Markets had a volatile month in November. What was behind this turbulence? And what has this meant for portfolio performance? Well, November turned out to be turbulent for both equity and bond markets, particularly later in the month following the discovery of the Omicron variant of COVID. Now, fears that vaccines may be less effective against this new strain of the virus understandably caused some alarm, with investors fretting about further lockdowns, which could uh, derail the, the economic recovery. But that meant losses for equity markets and, and gains for government bonds, a reversal of the trend that we'd seen up until that point in November. So November global financial market performance was, was quite heavily influenced by the end of month news flow, meaning a relatively poor month for riskier assets such as global equities, down around 2% in the month, and at high yield corporate bonds with losses of just over 1%. However, it was a positive month for safe haven assets, such as government bonds, UK gilts offering returns of 3% in November, and for currencies such as the Japanese yen and the US dollar. From a portfolio performance perspective, those end of month moves meant lower risk portfolios finished November with marginal gains, around 0.3% in a typical lower risk fully managed portfolio, whilst higher risk portfolios with greater equity exposure finished the month with losses of around negative 0.5%. Our socially responsible portfolios, meanwhile, delivered returns of around 0.2% in the lowest risk portfolios and gains of around 0.4% in the highest risk as global socially responsible equities fell less than the wider global stock market. The Bank of England surprised markets in November by not raising rates. What do you think was behind this decision and how did it impact markets? Well, the bank's monetary policy committee was widely expected to make a change, uh, but actually held off due to wanting clarity over the impact on unemployment of the end of the furlough scheme in September. Now, the official data was not actually available uh, at the time of the meeting, and so the committee members erred on the side of uh, caution and, and held off on that rate, rate decision. But that was a surprise to investors because of the extent of policymakers' communication in the weeks before the meeting. The bank's governor, Andrew Bailey, and other senior policymakers had regularly warned of the need to take action to control inflation. Inflation in the UK has continually exceeded the bank's forecasts so far in 2021. But in the end, the decision itself was actually quite one-sided. A vote of seven to two in favor of holding interest rates at the current level. And the market reaction to that was relatively strong. Government bonds rallied and the pound declined as the market adjusted its expectation for higher interest rates in the near term. So where does this leave the bank in the run-up to its December meeting? Well, the committee may also take a cautious approach in December, particularly now while we await to see the extent and the spread of the new COVID variant. But the bank must also look to balance the risks of high near-term inflation pressure with a continued economic recovery. And it's worth noting that data on the labour market has remained quite robust in post the end of the, the furlough scheme in September. Job vacancies, for example, are at an all-time high. Unemployment fell further in September and, and wages growth still remains elevated. Now, alongside that, UK inflation again exceeded expectations in October. So with a backdrop of robust job market data, uh, continued strength in the high frequency economic activity indicators, and that continued near-term inflationary pressure, the December monetary policy meeting will really be a key event for UK investors. 
Now at Nutmeg, we remain underweight UK government bond assets across our portfolios in, in the expectation that the Bank of England will eventually uh, lead other developed market central banks in raising interest rates, though that now may be delayed until the new year. Um, we still continue to expect a normalization of bond yields higher as, as the global economy recovers. Uh, we All else considered, that means losses for, for bondholders. And as such, we prefer to hold some of our exposure uh, in cash instead at the current time. So James, from a data perspective, what else stood out for you in November? Well, there were many important data points out in November, but one positive to highlight was the re-strengthening of several US key economic measures. And if we wind back a couple of months, economic data in the United States had lost some of its momentum as, as the economy came off its peak growth rates in the early stages of the economic recovery. That's something we always expected to happen as economies normalized. But it was still robust, but the Delta variant was spreading quickly in the US and, and GDP for the third quarter of the year grew much slower than expectations, uh, just reflecting a, a slower pace of consumer spending, a reduction in government spending and, and a collision with some of these supply chain issues that we're all experiencing. However, data in recent weeks would suggest that the fourth quarter should fare much better, particularly as consumer activity is picking up again, supported by strong retail sales data. Uh, the labor market in the United States continues to strengthen, and the number of Americans claiming unemployment benefits fell once again in October. Other economic indicators suggest business activity has also picked up again, which will be supportive of company profit margins. And there are also the very first tentative signs that some supply chain issues are easing. There remains a fundamental imbalance in demand uh, between goods and services, and that's likely to see some of these supply chain challenges persist in the coming year. But falling shipping and freight rates alongside signs that the inventory shortages uh, have passed their peak are certainly welcome news. The outlook for the global economy is relatively robust in the run-up to Christmas. But what is keeping you and the team up at night? Well, as we come into the final month of the year, it feels like once again, there are many geopolitical risks rising. And while we think it's possible we may see some progress in, in US-China relations in the next quarter, and even in fact, the outside chance that tariffs on uh, Chinese goods could be reduced, there remain many geopolitical risks to be aware of and, and to keep us up at night. You know, examples that would come to mind uh, would be tensions on the Ukraine and, and Russia border or the politicization of, of European energy suppliers and, and the wider European relationship with Russia. Now, of course, we shouldn't also forget the recurring issue of Brexit relations between the UK and the EU. Um, towards the end of the month, of course, we learned of a new COVID variant too. And, and here really we await data rather than speculate on outcomes. Uh, as always, it's hard to hedge individual events. So our focus is on remaining diversified, focusing on how geopolitical and pandemic risks will really impact the global economy in the medium term. Thanks, James. Thanks, Beth. Thank you for joining us. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss in next month's Investor Update, you can contact us via email or on our social media channels. We look forward to seeing you next month. More information about this update is available in the description. As with all investing, your capital is at risk. The value of your portfolio with Nutmeg can go down as well as up, and you may get back less than you invest. 
past or future performance indicators are not a reliable indicator of future performance.